Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? It's going fantastically. I'm so happy to be here. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. This is a podcast about weed. And grub. And food. And sex. And pop culture. And Hollywood. Ooh, Hollywood. Yeah. Hollyweed. And dogs. And local dogs. How great they are. <laughs> is that the kind of small talk you're into right now? Yeah, I'm super into dog small talk right now. Yeah. You've been hitting the dog park hard, and I'm very curious. What's your conversation policy at a dog park? Oh, I don't like having conversations at the dog park. If possible, I go very high, and I don't talk to anyone, but I listen to everyone else's conversations. No good conversation ever happens at a dog park. I just want to like go with Archie and have him have his moment in the sun and do his business and maybe I'll read a book. Yeah, I like to be a ghost even though I'm not a ghost. Yeah, isn't that funny? We're, we're the same. Like we both live alone. We do. And we both like to be alone a lot, but then I don't like to be lonely, but I also don't want to be social. So I'll like go sit somewhere by myself near people. But then if someone talks to me, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? We should... This I would love to instate a policy okay. where we all around our necks have to wear an open and closed sign. Oh. And then if I want to be friendly at a party or a dog park, I turn my sign around and it says open and then I'm welcome to conversation. And if not, it says closed and leave me the fuck alone. I fucking love that. We need this in our lives because I feel like most of the time I sort of glow like a cool, like blue, leave me alone. But I'm, I want to be near people. But then occasionally I want to like make a friend. Sure. Yeah. We all like our tummy scratched, yeah. but just not all the time. And we want to be the ones who ask for it. And we're going on a road trip together. Oh my gosh. Or are we going to get one of those weird like... I bought us separate cars. I know. <laughs> It's going to be great. Like as we're driving in the car that we could just put up between us, like the road panel where we're like, I don't really want to have a conversation with you for the next 24 hours or so. How about a Venetian blind so that (laughs) when you're open to chatting with me, you just un-Venetian it a little bit and you can peek through it at me and I could peek through it at you. But if we really want to have a full conversation, we just raise it up. Yeah. I mean, we're going to need something. We're going to need some help. A mediator. Is there anyone who wants to come on tour with us who could serve as the person in the backseat <laughs> to figure out like when we should be talking and when we should not be talking? I do not wish anyone to become our emotional intern. No. Oh. That sounds crazy. That sounds like a rough gig. It's a rough gig. Hi, can we dump everything on you and then you just handle us for us? Oh, we just talk to them, talk to each other through that person and be like, if you could possibly let Mike know that it's his turn to pay for the gas, that would be really great. Is this how you really think we're going to be on the road? No, I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think it's going to be fantastic. I think we're both self-aware to know that we would never take things out on each other. Or if we do, that we would have them have a coming to reality moment where it would be like, hey, yo, you're being weird. Stop being weird. Absolutely. We have that I, kind of friendship. I fully expect there will be a moment in the month and the miles, and the hours, and the times all traveling together, when all of a sudden the car is just going to go 60, fly onto the shoulder, slam on the brakes, dust kicks up in the tires, and we both hop out, and we're like, "Ah!" 
<laughs> we good? Yeah, we good. Uh-huh. And then we get back in the car and, and we sunshine. go get a fucking sandwich. And we go get a fucking sandwich. Yep. Exactly. Yep. That's going to happen. We're going to get so close. Oh, not too close, I hope. <laughs> you don't want to know everything about me? I don't. You don't want to... You, you treat all of life like a dog park. Mm-hmm. You if really you just do. put a fence around me. As long as it's got a little door where it's just me in there and nobody else can come in, I'm good. Yeah. Yep. One friend at a time and I can see them coming and going. Yeah, and there's a space that absolutely no one gets into ever at any time. That's the heart. Yep. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> you want to get into our uh, Grubla Gazette Presents Word on the Tree segment? I do. If you want to get any cannabis news at all, definitely go to wordonthetree.com. And funny enough, published on March 13th, 2019, Alaska is going to allow on-site marijuana consumption because they are the first state in the U.S. with statewide regulations. That's fucking amazing. Incredible. Yeah. And we're just going to miss it. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> we're going to be there the week before. Yeah. So I do want to point out, though, that they're not the first state to allow consumption lounges because here in California and San Francisco and Los Angeles, there are municipal regulations in place that do allow for on-site consumption. In San Francisco, when we went last year, we actually went to an awesome place where you, there was like a dab bar and you could consume on-site and it's all great and cool and safe. And the same thing is happening in West Hollywood. There are going to be like a couple of places, I think eight places, eight permanent places opening up this year. So it's not the first place, but it's the first place that's statewide. statewide. Yeah. Yeah. So that's huge. That means that if you're in Anchorage, if you're in Barrow, or if you're in Ketchikan, or if you're in, name another Alaskan Juneau? city. Juneau. Fairbanks. Fairbanks, yeah. So to recap. Yeah. Because you threw a lot at me. Whoa. Cali has it, but it's municipal. Right. It's it's so yeah. it's like it's like place by place. Case by case basis. Case yep. by case basis. Yeah, certain municipalities have even banned having dispensaries in place. So However, in Alaska, the whole state's partying. Yeah, it'll be statewide. I was trying to think of other types of ideas uh-huh. where this kind of statewide regulation would be a huge benefit, but you also have personal choice involved. Oh, uh, yeah. That's fucking a great point. I think that it, like a, a good comparison would be to uh, say like someone who wants to work in a jiggle joint or like, you know, take off their clothing. What is a jiggle joint? A jiggle joint? Like a, you know, <laughs> that's such an old fashioned way to say it, but like a place where you can take off your clothes and like dance, you know, like a, a strip club. Oh, a strip club used to be called a jiggle joint? Yeah, but a jiggle joint wasn't necessarily a strip club. It was more like a sort of like a kind of like an old school burlesque lounge, I think, where like there were like semi-clad gals like bouncing around and, you know, delivering drinks on trays and stuff. But like I've had friends who've worked as um, dancers in places like that. And, you know, they're like, well, maybe not everyone wants it, but we should have uh, legislation in place to protect us for those of us who do choose to actually have that kind of a job. That's fantastic. It is. By the way, what this really makes me excited for is unionization through Mm. the cannabis game. Because that's what you you make me think of when I think of a jiggle joint, as you call them, which I love the name. (laughs) It makes me think of unions and how important they are and how we will get there in the cannabis community. Well, and Amsterdam was so far ahead of the curve in that respect because the sex workers in Amsterdam were allowed to unionize and they were also offered access to free health care, which made sex work much safer and healthier because it's not going to go away. So you might as well regulate it just like the cannabis industry. You know, people are going to want access to cannabis no matter what. So regulate it, make it safe. Make it safe for everyone to have access to. And that actually, thinking about that, I kind of got into a 
tussle with someone who was talking about making CBD accessible to everyone without really acknowledging the history of the plant and not wanting to do the advocacy work that it still requires on the part of anyone who's profiting off pot to normalize, destigmatize, and legalize cannabis. I was forwarded a link to a story about the creator of the Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. Yes now selling a line of jelly beans that contain CBD. And it was reported on by Forbes. And the link was sent to me by a friend. And she was like, what do you think about this? And I was like, it flames, flames on the side of my face. By the way, real quick, we are now officially out of Word on the Tree and into our political oh. segment called Hot Pocket. Oh, here and, we are in the and, Hot Pocket. And right as you said flames, I was like, ooh, this is a Hot Pocket. It is a Hot Pocket because I was so fucking mad because basically the deal was, so this creator of the Jelly Belly uh, Jelly Beans, his name is David Klein, and he sold the company uh, Jelly Belly in like 1980, I think. And then recently he's created Spectrum Confections, which is a new line of CBD jelly beans. And, you know, so he's hopped on the CBD bandwagon. He's promoting it all over the place. And the latest publication to write about him was Forbes. And there were zero questions in the article about what he was doing to promote advocacy and awareness about cannabis or legalization or any of the things that you need to know about if you're profiting off of the plant. And so I called it into question in a post and was like, hey, and I tagged them all and was like, number one, why didn't Forbes ask any of these questions? And number two, what are you fucking doing about this? Like, are you working to free pot prisoners? Are you setting aside some amount of your profits to continue to work toward federal legalization? Do you realize what's going on in the world? Or are you just trying to make a fucking dollar? And the guy got back to us. Yeah, he did. He DM'd with me and I'll read a couple of yeah, the DMs please do. if you're okay really with it. really interesting and flames, flames, flames on the side of my face through all of it because he ducked and dodged and... Uh, he did. He, yeah. did it. he didn't answer anything directly. The first thing he did was send me a link to his documentary saying that Jelly Belly forced him to sell his trademark and Which then they left him the in the dust. Which is beside the fucking point. Besides the fucking point. And then I said, wow, what a fucked up story. And he came back and said, I'm 72. My priorities are very basic. My wife fell in Colorado and now I'm using my candy recipe to create cbd jelly beans and i'm getting so many emails every single day from people wanting to talk to me it's absolutely incredible to which i responded wow congratulations i think in addition to the success you're going to have you might want to consider doing things like join normal it's 35 dollars a year it's no skin off your back to donate 35 bucks a year write it off and support the cause right and for anyone listening who doesn't know normal is the national organization for the reform of marijuana laws they were founded in the 70s by a guy named keith strop who uh started the fight to legalize cannabis way back then at the same time as playboy was being founded at the same time as actually high times was being founded um, where I worked for a long time. And Normal is a nonprofit that you can actually join to just lend your voice to the legalization movement for 35 bucks a year, which is tax fucking deductible. At the very least do that. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, mm, but like, would you compare someone like him to someone like John Bonner? Boehner. Boehner in that same area, purely because... Absolutely, I would. And John Boehner, it's so interesting wow. that you bring it up because John Boehner was just at the South by Southwest conference on the cannabis track because he's on the board of Acreage Holdings, which is a company that's making, you know, fucking billions of dollars off weed. And he was booed and protesters showed up and it was so fucking great. I wish I had been there, but they're questioning, you know, what he's doing and, you know, really holding him accountable. They're like, you're a hypocrite. You were, you know, a Republican... Um, working against all of the things that we represent, and now you're here making a dollar. And he, of course, you know, politicianized him way out of it. Slippery and wonderful. And, you know, he makes all of his points and gets off stage unscathed. But the real point is, 
if you are profiting off anything, CBD sourced from hemp or THC edibles manufactured in your kitchen, whatever, wherever it is that you fall on the spectrum of cannabis, if you're making a dollar off it and you're not actively working to free the plant for safe and fair access to all, then you just suck. You just suck. suck. There are people in prison right now. There are people serving long, long sentences for nonviolent drug offenses. And so the very least you can do is join normal. And I just want to also talk about this person who sort of jumped on my um, Instagram comment feed when this whole thing was happening. And he was like, you know, why is it my problem? And he wrote, unless the jelly bean company or creator was actively trying to keep marijuana illegal who gives a shit if this person is an activist for marijuana or not now that cbd is fully legal that's not his job if they were against marijuana and now profiting their scum but if they're just trying to get in on the money fuck it so that i don't actually think that that is a valid point of view you can't just ignore everything that has happened to this point and say, fuck it. You actually still need to be actively trying to work with the movement to fucking legalize it. Because as long as there's one person rotting in jail for the thing that's making you money, then go fuck yourself. And, you know, whether it's karma that comes to bite you in the ass or your own conscience or, you know, maybe you go away unscathed, but you're just not a good person if you're not working to support what we're all fucking doing here in this industry and here on this podcast, talking about what we should all have safe and fair access to. Absolutely. So well said. And that is my high horse. (laughs) A new segment. A new segment called (laughs) High Horse. (laughs) Well, it's really wild because as we were talking about this, in the back of my head, I'm like, is this boring? Are we not being funny and Mm. clever and tit for tat like we usually are? I like how boring we just were. Yeah. Real talk. It is fucking important. And the flames, flames, flames on this side of my face are are hot flames because it actually is important. It's not silly and it's not humorous and it's not like goofy, you know, like we normally do. We crack each other up. I love talking about like getting a poltergeist life coach. I really do. It's my favorite thing in the world. But this is actually important. There are people in prison separated from their families. For something they did once that was a minor offense? That is a nonviolent drug offense for people that are now fucking making money off of like John... Boehner. I'll say it right here, right now. The first three people to write in uh, and comment on the post about this episode that will go up to say, I want to join normal. I will buy you your membership. I will give the first three people who comment on our post year, their first year to normal on my dime. Damn right. Yeah. You're putting your money where your mouth is. Yeah, well, I also donated to NPR today. I'm feeling uh, philanthropic. But yeah, so it's fucking important. It's important to give back. That's all we're here for. You cannot take it with you. You must spread the wealth and give it back. And if you have the opportunity to do what we do and talk about this kind of thing, then you absolutely have to give back. You must. Happy birthday to you oh my god thanks mike and it's your birthday too it is my birthday is march 28th and mine is april 5th you know what i got you what'd you get me magical butter machine oh my god do you know what i got you what a magical butter machine oh (laughs) but we should still trade right definitely great i got yours all tricked out (laughs) pimp pimp my magical butter machine pimp vibes honestly i would use a magical butter machine to make you a cake because then i can make an infused cake make it from the heart and it would get you high while 
also, you can make a wish on it. Absolutely. The Magical Butter Machine is the countertop infusion machine that you need to make all your edibles at home. You can just throw your butter in there and then throw your herbs in there and set it and forget it. And then when you come back, you can make buttercream frosting with all the gooey goodness and love. All you got to do is go to MagicalButter.com, order anything you like, and under the promo code WEEDANDGRUB, all one word, and that gets you 20% off anything. 20% off at MagicalButter.com if you use the code WEEDANDGRUB. And you know what, Mike? What? Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mary Jane. You want to make a wish? Yep. (gasps) Speaking of magical butter. Oh. You want to do a little hungry corner? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What do you eat when you're on a long road trip? Oh, I'm all about the jerky and the nuts. (laughs) 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 Is that crazy? That could either be a Disney show or it could definitely not be a Disney show. (laughs) Jerky and nuts. It's our next podcast. God. Yeah, I love jerky and nuts. Is that it? Is it is jerky like an elderly man and nuts is like some young punk and they go on adventures together? If I was going to make them into people, jerky would totally be the like, you know, Peter Falk, like old hard bitten Columbo who would like chomp on a cigar and nuts would be his dog. That's you know? such a great little sh- show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they would be like road buddies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> jerky and nuts. <laughs> So beef, uh, teriyaki jerky? Yeah, or salt and pepper, or I don't like any of the spicy jerkies, but yeah, anything that's like um, salt and peppery, kind of um, some sometimes the smoked, but I really like the all natural. Like now it's actually really cool because you can go into some of the gas stations and get like artisanal jerkies and it's not just like Slim Jims. You yeah. know, it's like better kind of like the beef strips that are just like the rawhide kind of not super processed. I love, I love that you can now go into like a woke gas station. Oh, yeah. Isn't that wild? Totally. Yeah, it used to be, like you said, it's Slim Jims and nacho cheese to put on top of a Slim Jim. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, that nacho cheese, it's actually uh, almond And there's a double shot espresso uh, over here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you and I, we're in Alaska, and you walk into your ideal gas station. What is your experience? My experience, I'm definitely getting a trail mix probably planters because I like the planters trail mix because when you rip off the top you can really siphon them into your mouth like a funnel (laughs) it's it's a real easy bag to eat whole while you're driving 60 with your knee and I think the other thing that I really love I'm a big sucker for fancy gum on a road trip what's fancy gum like where it's like individual packets of gum like each little as opposed to like, like a wad yeah well like each little gum has its own cubicle that it lives in and oh. you pop it out of the foil. And oh, like instead of sticks, you mean like little like chiclety style? Kinda? Yeah, okay. exactly. Like I look at stick gum and I'm like, get out of here with that crowd. Oh, I think it's a bad crowd. Oh, I think I think of like the stick gum is like the artisanal gum. Really? Yeah. And like the other stuff is like the big box gum. <laughs> you think it's sellout <laughs> gum? Uh-huh. <laughs> get this stock market. Get this fucking Excel fucking winter mint american psycho winter mint (laughs) where is my juicy fruit (laughs) where is my double mint wrapped in paper i like that Mm. i disagree but i like the idea of we have opposite gums we do have opposite gum all right huh what about uh pooping situation at ampm i gotta ask do you like the outside or the inside restroom oh i thought you meant like in the (laughs) (laughs) ampm no because i have a weird preference a gas station pooping preference? A gas station pooping preference. Yeah, I have a weird preference. I'd love to hear it because I'm not sure what mine is. I prefer the outdoor, which is a weird preference, especially I think as a woman, because they tend to be like scarier and nastier. 
but I also just don't want to walk through a brightly lit AM PM into a pooping situation. <laughs> I get that. Is that weird? No, because I'm I, a loner, Mike. I get it. And <laughs> I think this is something I think about all the time, especially at restaurants. And I think especially at gas stations. Yeah. When you walk into that restroom, everyone in there clocks your in time and clocks your out time. Yep. But if you're at an outside one, who knows what you were doing in between coming in and out? I would love an outhouse in every situation. I think that's so wise. I would have to agree with you purely based on, I don't want everyone to know my business or how long that business takes. No, I might have to have a baby in that restroom. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It might take me a minute. <laughs> okay. Uh, one more one more snack move that okay. I have to know about yes. is, will you get the hot dog on the roller? Will you get the taquito? Will you get the actual food item over the snack when it comes to eating out of a convenience store? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who gets the hot dog on the roller. Who? Archie. Oh, that's the move. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's his little pup special, Bowser special. He mm-hmm. gets the he gets the hot dog on the roller. Usually, if I'm on the road with Archie, I'll go into the AM PM. I'll get him a hot dog on a roller. No business on it, you know. Obviously, no dressing or anything. And maybe if I'm really hungry, sometimes I'll get myself one of those like fridge sandwiches, which I never enjoy. I like pretzels. I like nuts. I like jerky. I love Cheetos. Um, I mean, they make you feel sick, but they're great. And I love them too. Yeah, I love them so much. It's gross. I need to update my snack game. I don't think so. These are all great snacks. I think the only additions I have is I love to have a tall black coffee that's really hot because it gives me something to look forward to when I'm on the road. Oh. As it gets cooler and cooler, You, I can take deeper and deeper sips. Mm-hmm. I love a good sparkling water on the road. Mm-hmm. Real fun to have bubbles while you're driving. Mm-hmm. And I think the only other thing that I started doing on the road that is maybe a move, maybe not, is I always have hand sanitizer, like a big <laughs> thing of it in my council in between the seats. Wow. Because I'm always touching everything, doing everything. And at a certain point, Lord knows I'm biting my nails at midnight to try and stay awake. And I don't want my gas station fingers in my mouth. I want my alcohol fingers in my mouth. (laughs) Very good point. And much appreciated for the hand sanitizer, General. I think it's a nice move. And I think I stole it from being in Ubers where they have all those luxury items for you. And I go, why don't I treat myself better and have hand sanitizer in my car. I don't need to use it all the time. I'm not much of a germaphobe at all, but just having the option there is really nice. Same with mouthwash. Do you have mints? No, you have mouthwash. I do have mouthwash. I like to keep mouthwash in my car. Did you run into an Uber that had mouthwash in it? No. Oh, I thought you were taking these ideas from Uber. Oh, and bathrooms in strip clubs. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have mouthwash in bathrooms? They have everything in a strip club bathroom. You can get your taxes done Do in they a strip have club bathroom. I don't know. Do they have tampons, Mike? <laughs> because the best bathrooms in the world have face cream and tampons. Yeah. Very different ideas from being a woman and a man and what like constitutes a great bathroom. Yeah. I love that a dude's bathroom, it's like a mint and a comb. <laughs> And like a condom. Yeah, and a condom. And a woman's bathroom is like, ooh, they have keels here and like some tampons and like a little like wet, wet towelette for the back of your neck. Absolutely. Well, speaking of which, we were going to talk about uh, self-soothing. Yeah. For our cuddle puddle. This is nice. I love how we came in hot at the beginning mm-hmm. and we kind of cooled off into a sweet, <sighs> heartfelt soothing moment at the end of the hot pot a little cuddle puddle because really the reality of it is you and i are going to be together two loners together 
on the road for a month from Alaska to California and then to New York and beyond learning how to live side by side while taking care of ourselves. Yes. And having to be nice to each other at the same time. I live alone. I do too. And I love spending time with you and I love all of the things that we do, but I do know that you and I are both fiercely, um, not only, I was going to say fiercely independent, but that you and I both have the kind of introverted extrovert personality qualities where like we love being out and we love being social but then to like really replenish our batteries we need to be alone for quite some time to restore that so it'll be a really interesting balance to sort of figure out like hey Mike we've been together for 23 days why do we feel like we hate each other we actually don't we just need to retire or retreat to different parts of whatever place it is that we're in to replenish and restore our batteries for me what really soothes me and uh-huh. one of my like favorite ways to recharge, I buy a huge thing of hummus. Uh-huh. I buy a huge thing of chips, like vegetable chips or quinoa chips, something on the healthier side. Mm-hmm. Something I know that if I polish, if when I polish off the bag, I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. And I watch YouTube videos of people cooking while I polish off a tub of that hummus and I polish off those chips. And then I put the empty container that held the hummus inside the empty chip bag. And then I throw that away and it feels like closure. Wow. What kind of YouTube videos do you watch? Do you want me to shout out some stuff? Yeah. Yo, Carla, Lolly, music. I like you so much. You are so fun. You are so talented. You're so cool. Your IG is great. Anybody on Bon Appetit. There's a guy named Sam, the cooking guy who actually lives in California and low key. I'd love to get him on the podcast with us. He's a good cook, but he comes from a place of, if it's in your fridge, use it. Don't go over the top. Buy frozen hash browns. Use them. It's fine. Don't feel bad about that. In fact, embrace that and amplify them. I like him a lot. I love that. Shortcuts, like Bisquick, instead of like needing to go all the way with making your... Yeah, that's awesome. Isn't that nice? I love those shortcuts. You know, other soothing things for me is... Oh, God, this is so gross. What? What? Hard work videos where it's somebody doing hard work really fast. Oh. Have you ever seen that? No. Where somebody will dice like 100 onions in 30 seconds. I'll have to put a link to it or something. They're like hard work done fast videos. And it's just someone who is executing at a robotic machine like conveyor belt level Mm -hmm. and doing one task over and over as fast as they can that's so fucking awesome gets me so fucking rock hard i love it so much but it's also soothing to you like it just makes you feel like ah yeah you you find it relaxing or you find it like rejuvenating or what all of that Yeah, yeah it really just recharges me to see somebody do something over and over so fast, so well, so perfect, because it makes me want that in and it's my an life. Action. They're not like talking about themselves. No. They're like meow, 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 meow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I even thinking about it, I'm like touching my heart. Totally. I love that. I th- I love the videos that I watch that make me feel sort of um, carried away that I forget about myself watching are wingsuit videos. I watch a lot of wingsuit flying videos. Do you ever watch those? Uh, is it the like a flying squirrel kind of thing where the arm... It's the base jumpers. Base jumpers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. When my dad was still alive, he was like, have you heard of these wingsuit jumpers? And I watched these videos and I was like, 
they're defying gravity and they're defying death at any you know moment and they're flying through crevices in the alps and you know a lot of the time they're just you know gopro pov videos but something about watching them because they're usually set to beautiful music they make me feel so they give me perspective about life and our size on the planet and then there's one that i watch over and over and over again that's um, a video of a guy who did a red bull sponsored it's the highest jump ever in space and he did like a free fall from he actually was in the stratosphere. So he was outside the Earth's atmosphere and he did You watch this. that one over and over. Oh my God. I watch it over. I cry every time I watch it. Every fucking time I watch it. I'm just like, yep, that's, I'm crying. I'm like tearing up right now thinking about it. Uh, soothes me so much. That and um, there's a Danny McCaskill bike video that I love to watch that's set to that Band of Horses song. It sounds so tacky, but like, and dumb, but they're just people it's like you're talking about the onion chopping videos it's people executing things at a physical level where they're sort of defying the norm that to me is soothing it's not someone talking about beating like I don't want to watch TED talks to be soothed I don't want to listen to self-help anything I want to watch someone achieving something and that soothes me so much so it's interesting to hear you talk about cooking videos yeah yeah the closure of them Mm -hmm. I what I love about our podcast and you verse me uh-huh. and I do mean verse me uh-huh. is that your soothing videos are flying free over the world soaring mm-hmm. seeing everything from upon high and being completely free mm-hmm. and mine are well, how many onions can you chop in an hour but it's kind of the same thing it's kind of the same thing it's just it's 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 opposite in terms of factory settings mm-hmm. but it's the exact same in feeling delight and execution yeah it's execution at the highest level and achieving something that you didn't know you could do it's the same thing it's all just like it's like pushing yourself to do something that you didn't know you could do and then doing it and feeling the joy behind that it's the best thing in the world and that's the most soothing thing in the world Wow, we mm, came in hot and yeah. we ended in a nice cool bath. Ooh, I feel like I'm swimming around on some CBD right now. <laughs> Jelly beans. <laughs> Please give back to the cause. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, we got to wrap this up. We got to go to bed. It's late. I know. Okay. All right. Real quick, speaking of uh speaking <laughs> Okay, but really quick. Yes. Buds of the week. Yes. Who's your bud of the week? Okay. Well, speaking of feeling great and soothing and loving and kind and taking care of yourself and all that kind of stuff, my bud of the week is my sister, Caroline. Caroline is in Port Townsend, which is where we are actually going to have our very first live show on March 31st for anyone who's in the Washington area at the Cellar Door in Port Townsend at 5 p.m. And Caroline, my sis, is just, you know, she's it. She's my butt of the week because she has been there for me through everything. And I rely on her for so much. And I love her so very deeply. And she pushes me in all the best ways like a sister does and makes me insane. And I make her insane. And then she loves me no matter what at the end of the day. So that's my butt of the week. That's what it's all about. My butt of the week is Michaela Rybeck. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Her Instagram is at kk. Karay underscore AK. And she is in Alaska. She wrote to us on Instagram and said, I just found your podcast. I like it so much. I bought a ticket to your show in Alaska. See ya fucking soon. <laughs> so hell fucking yeah, KK Karay AK. Yeah. See ya fucking soon. So fucking amazing. Can't wait to see you in Alaska. We have, a, yeah, that's our other live show that we should plug right now. So we're going to be in Alaska at the Before You Die Comedy Fest. And Mike, you have a bunch of shows that week, right? Yeah, I'm doing the Gateway Show. I'm doing a bunch of shows in Alaska over that week. And it's your birthday. 
birthday. Yeah. So it is my birthday, April 5th. And then we have a weed and grub live show April 6th as part of the Alaska Before You Die Comedy Fest. And then we're going to be heading south for the rest of the month. And we're going to be on the road doing all sorts of crazy stuff. So stay tuned. Follow us at Weed and Grub to keep up on our adventures. We also have some really great sponsors who mailed us. I have, what, 15 boxes in my apartment right now of swag. It's a pyramid of swag. It's a pyramid of swag. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's an Illuminati pyramid of swag. <laughs> I love. <laughs> There's a big eye on top. It's really weird. When I walked in there, I was like, what's up with the Illuminati pyramid, Mike? Why uh, are you wearing a Freemason's ring? Don't worry about it. And also don't worry about the big white van that delivered it all that still hasn't left outside my apartment. Oh, right. And now because I'm a woman, I'm not allowed to know about any of it. Pretty mad. <laughs> We will be giving away a lot of really cool swag from a lot of very cool sponsors all over on this tour. If you want to leave a review, rate us, do anything you can on iTunes, tell a pile. It goes such a long way. Tell a bud. That's a better way to say it. Yeah, tell a bud. Tell a bud. It just goes such a long way. And the more people we get to chat with, link with, smoke with, and hang with, the better my life is. And mine too, truly. That's what this is all about. That's why we started this podcast was to just like make more buds and get to know each other a bit better yeah and now we're going on the road uh for a whole month where we're gonna like what get venetian blinds and road snacks <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> don't talk to me unless i want to talk to you please and- don't talk to me can't you see i'm over here with a fence around me and a locked gate mike <laughs> <laughs> please so if you see us on tour we will be driving two tanks next to each other <laughs> side by side very slowly down the highway but we are very close friends it's really great <laughs> <laughs> boundaries firmly in place <laughs> Okay, I think that's it for tonight, right? Yeah, everybody have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye.